Welcome to the latest edition of the Irish Rally Podcast. This episode is brought to you in association with J&J Services, main agents for Hobbywell Welding Gas, the rent-free gas bottle. Welcome along to another edition of the Irish Rally Podcast. Now, down in Tipperary, they have a, a comedy duo that writes songs called The Two Johnnies, but for this episode of the Irish Rally Podcast, it's Two Kevins. And I don't know whether uh, people have been getting a laugh out of the podcast the last few weeks or or whether we, we value ourselves as a comedy duo. We're certainly doing our best, aren't you, to give uh, Irish Rally a bit of exposure. Kevin, great to have you on the podcast. You're, you're going very well with your own one, The Crunching Gears, and... I've really enjoyed the stories over the past couple of months, uh, especially during lockdown. Um, some some great stories have been told. Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you very much for inviting me on tonight. Um, just you know, great experience. This <laughs> not normally used to talking about myself. Yeah, crunching gears has just been something that's been in my head for I suppose maybe a year, maybe more at this stage. Just you know, I've been running rallying for all my life now at this stage. And I've always heard these great stories, you know, this guy, you know, about this and about that and about the other. But, you know, there's nowhere out there is actually, I suppose, taking down these stories or recording these stories. So that's kind of the idea behind it. And the response I've got so far has just been phenomenal, I have to say. You know, the, the people, anybody I've contacted, no problem at all. And the response, you know, has got online so far has been very positive. So delighted. Yeah, because that's obviously a big worry. I mean... We hear stories regular about former footballers, hurlers, rugby players, soccer players, etc., etc. And, you know, there's great value in those stories and they're told in, in mainstream media for the most part. But unfortunately, rally and we don't. So, like, that's a, that's a crucial aspect of the sport because if not, those stories get lost on us. And unfortunately, I suppose in recent years, we have had a, a couple of bereavements in the rally community. And, like, in some instances, we wouldn't have got to hear half of those stories, but that's why I have to kind of pay a tribute to what you're doing. It's, it's great to actually finally hear those. And I'm sure that's the sentiments that many people have been passing on to you in particular over the past couple of months. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like everybody, you know, like everyone to like a man has, has said to me about, you know, the great camaraderie that they have encountered in rally. And, you know, if it's leading apart for a car, it's the friendships that they've made that's lasted a lifetime, all them things, you know, it's just, it's, it's just fabulous to hear them stories. And it's, it's something that it's not been probably heard of enough. You know, we don't we we don't give the sport the credit that it deserves. You know, this is a fantastic sport we're involved in, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful just chance to hear all these stories and um, yeah. some of the things I've heard has just been mind blowing. You know, so. Well, it's had a bit of everything so far. Mm-hmm. So obviously you've had Rory Kennedy on for two parts and you probably could have got five parts out oh, of Rory. He had so yeah. many stories. And still has <laughs> most of it. <laughs> yeah, geez, it was, it was magical stuff. And you've had Frank Kelly, you've had mm-hmm. uh, Connor Curley, obviously, yeah. and John Lyons, and uh, most recently, uh, Vincent Bonner. And like within those stories, you have joy, sadness, um, a laugh, you know, major disappointments, trials mm-hmm. and tribulations, and yeah. it really kind of captures the imagination. And I'm sure that's something you've got great enjoyment out of hearing, as well as obviously being the interviewer and, and being the main man behind Crunching Gears. Well, thank you very much. But yeah, like it's been, you know, there's there's some of the stories that have you nearly in tears laughing, and then there's other ones that have you nearly in tears. <laughs> you know, the, the full stop. Yeah, just full stop. Yeah, because like the openness of people. Like, as the likes of John Lyons that I have spoke to him maybe twice in my life before and just me and him just that night just it seemed to click and the sto- you know the stories kept coming and I was just sitting there with my mouth open going oh my goodness <laughs> it was just yeah. fantastic Vincent Bonner another hero you know like John Lyons and Vincent Bonner was two heroes of mine I've been going to Donegal Rally since 
my earliest memories is what 1780 I think it was, and I believe it was there before that as well. So these guys were, you know, the superstars, and to sit down and talk to them was just brilliant. And then to hear the story behind their story, it was just as good as it gets. To me, that was like meeting Pooh's maybe Lionel Messi or you know George Best or whoever. You know, <laughs> that was my yeah. that they were my heroes. Yeah, well, I tell you, with the likes of uh, Connor Curley in particular, I'd say <laughs> the the George Best stories were mild almost in comparison in terms of humour. Anyway, certainly, jeez, um, there was a, a few a few crackers, a yeah, few crackers well, in there. Uh, Connor and but, Frank were just you know. <laughs> oh, Connor and Frank, uh, Jesus! Yeah. Run about two Johnnies. Yeah. There's there's two comedians. <laughs> yeah, there's there's two comedians yeah. for sure. And then they go the rally career. They've always got another option to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I mean, just the just kind of in general with with those type of stories and you kind of refer to talking to your heroes and stuff for me that's kind of another novelty of this whole thing in that okay as coming from that sort of a background you can't really appear like a fan but in reality we are all fans even though we're kind of asking the questions Mm -hmm. and it's almost like kind of getting to meet your heroes in a certain aspect because definitely growing up from my point of view anyway um i would have idolized rory kennedy um Mm -hmm. for being bertie's co-driver and stuff and Stephen murphy i suppose on the local front uh, close to me and just to, to get a chance I suppose to, to have a chat with those guys mm-hmm. and but the, the striking thing Kev for the most part and I know like everything like every sport you'll you, you meet a few you meet a few uh, characters along the way that maybe you just don't take it but for the most part I have to say these guys are so humble and down to earth and I met Rory for the first time up in Donegal three years ago at the service park in Milford and uh, you just go up to him and talk to him and he's just like a normal guy and I just couldn't get over how humble the guys were and you know you get a lot of that in a lot of sports but you don't often get the access so you don't know how nice or how bad a guy is but with the rally guys they all just seem down to earth and they're just so happy to share their stories oh absolutely absolutely you mentioned rory kennedy rory has been like i met like i kind of known rory i suppose on enough but i've probably got to know him over the last couple of years and um, we i helped out with a quiz that was held there over in there for a couple of years there and Rory was a big part of that cause as well as Danny McMenon and a couple of other guys. And like myself, Rory and Danny and the other guys, it's just, it's click, you know, it's just a lovely, humbling experience. But to hear Rory's stories and things, it's just, you know, but if Rory's the kind of guy, at any time, day or night, you could pick up the phone and say, Rory, I'm having an idea in my head, but I'll let you run a class. you right, go for it, you know. And you tell him, and he'll tell you straight, yep, Kevin, that'll work, or no, Kevin, no, um, you know. But if I was you, I would do this or I would try that. And his, you know, his, his, his advice and experience is just, you know, um, like, and this was a guy that sat with Bertie Fisher, you know, it doesn't get bigger or better or not in the Irish Rally, you know, so that's... Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, who would have been a great help from from my point of view, getting the Irish Rally podcast started as well mm-hmm. and just you know straight straight shooter mm-hmm. um with terrible 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 sound guy all together like um like <laughs> the one with bonner uh, the, jesus the boil boiling the petrol <laughs> boiling yes. the petrol in the kettle uh, oh my oh, god yeah. uh, yes uh, the people possibly is that the highlight so far uh, it is it is and also uh, conor curley chatting about chris meek and you know he couldn't like him anymore if he was covered in chocolate so any, anybody that knows Conor Curley, um, he's a he's appetite for chocolate. That says a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> well, then you had Frank Swan, like with oh, the whole yeah. the incident in was in Trinidad with the the t-shirts and stuff, oh, and not a yeah. uh-huh. not a screed of a t-shirt left, but uh-huh. all the t-shirts paid for. Like that's uh-huh. a remarkable type of yeah. Uh, like um, there was Gerard Wilson was over then in Donegal the following year, 
from Trinidad. Um, you know, mm. I, I wouldn't doubt Frank's story for a second. One of the loveliest people you could meet was Jared and just fell in with, there was four of us in the car and Jared jumped in with us and as if he knew his whole life, we just had a brilliant weekend with him. Um, just, and Frank is another one of them gentlemen that just, no matter where you meet him, always time for a word and always a bit of crack with him. I was chatting to him yesterday for a couple of minutes and he was telling me he had a whole new row of lies now so he could talk again anytime. <laughs> He's ready for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, okay, so in terms of, I know you're kind of hopeful of getting a couple of other lads on board. I don't know if you're at liberty to kind of share that at the moment or maybe you want to keep it to yourself for a well, while. You know, um, I'm hopeful now. I'm hopeful maybe Gary Nolan's thinking maybe it's speaking to me. Possibly maybe Andrew Nesbitt and I'm kind of in the process of hopefully getting that sorted out. A few other wee yeah. bits and pieces is coming online there too. So you never know until it's all done and dusted, but hopefully there's things yeah. coming together, you know. So. And I suppose, like everything, just to give uh, the listeners a bit of a, an insight into what goes on behind the scenes, because they obviously hear, like me and you talking here, but... I would kind of say from my experience of it all that the recording is possibly the easiest part. Oh, in compa- like, you know, absolutely, with, like, absolutely. All yeah, the jigs yeah. and reels of editing. Yes. Jesus, mm-hmm. editing. What mother of God, if you could <laughs> if you could delegate, if it wasn't such a one-man band, it's just uh, a lot of time of effort and fairness. And that's not kind of blowing our own trumpets, no, but no, it's just no, re- uh-huh. the realities of the situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like I said, that's that's the easy bit to sit down. I can talk, and there's no problem. It's all the uh, work beforehand and after, and just bring it all together. Yeah, but very enjoyable, I have to say. Really love doing it. So. And I suppose during lockdown, and that, it might have been that little bit easier to get people because, you know, couldn't go anywhere. But you're, I'm kind of noticing the last few weeks when you're going back to work yourself and everyone else is going back. It's just kind of hard to get that time sometimes, you know, just to sit down for that hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That seems to be uh, everybody's now that wee bit busier and. It's not just as easy getting the time now to sit down, but no, you know, touch wood. It's all going so far so good, you know. So that's it, and hopefully, hopefully, it stays that way. Um, right. So, you know, as well as being a, a podcaster now, you have been a photographer for quite a long time with uh, KG Rally Picks, <laughs> and you picked up a couple of nice shots yesterday. I must say, but um, we, we'll come to that in a moment. But the graph for photography in particular so you mentioned you've been going to rally for you know going to rallies for such a long time uh, for, for a, <laughs> when yeah yeah when, why the kind of angle of going down and taking photos then as opposed to maybe was there other interest and really you know consideration to take part or anything like that or was photography just something you were always interested in in general well i suppose i oh kind of knew from the get-go whether there's the town there's the money to go rallying so <laughs> um my brother was always a very keen amateur photographer back in the day and he like he is what twelve years older than me, twelve thirteen years older than me, and like I was, he'd have been a big hero of mine too, as well when I was younger, and I followed him going to rallies, and um, so I suppose he kind of planted the seed in my head. Um, so I always like a wee small pocket camera and snapping away, but in two thousand and five, I bought sort of a, a bridge camera, which eventually, and then by two thousand and seven, had moved on to a digital SLR at that stage, which, and that kind of, I started thinking a wee bit more serious, and I fell in with a few very good guys, um, like said Jim Crawford, Mark Breen, Warren McConaughey, guys that just, they're so given of their time and their expertise to sort of learn the, the tricks of the trade as such, you know, and I'll be eternally grateful for that, like, the things I learned from them guys, you, you couldn't learn, you know, you couldn't, by the experience, I suppose that would be the way of putting it, you know. So 
and it's just developed from there. Um, the social scene around going to a rally is finally as important as seeing the action, you know. Um, I go there and I meet up with friends and have the crack, and I really enjoyed that side of it nearly as much as the, the rally. Not not entirely, but do you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah. it's the yeah, fun side absolutely. of it. Too, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and that's something I would have found, you know, from going to Donegal the last couple of years. We'd always stay out in Remelton, and um, Conway's Bar there in particular is just a, a little gem of a spot. We used oh, to really, yeah. really enjoy that spot. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's obviously, as you rightly said, every bit is entertaining. The, the camaraderie, the, you know, reflecting back on the day, and I suppose for most we would have been marching up there and what went right, and uh, mm-hmm. some of them might be after giving you a bit of lip, and you might be telling them to feck off or whatever and yes. uh, in the nicest way possible mm-hmm. and uh, and obviously reflecting on uh, the action that unfolded in front of your eyes as well but like that's as you rightly said every bit is entertaining and enjoyable just to sit down and reflect and talk about what you're after seeing and look forward to the next day because you obviously have the three days of it oh yeah absolutely you know like uh, Donegal is like is and always will be for me the number one rally in Ireland from you know as I say that's where my memories are all based around don't get me wrong, there's a lot of great events around the country and I enjoy going to the Emirates a bit as much. But, you know, come June, there's nothing else like it. You know, that whole buzz around that that few days is just phenomenal and it's just just many, you know, it's just uh, I, you know, I don't know what it must be like competing, but like I know for myself the Thursday night before the that, the Friday in Donegal, like if I get two hours sleep I'm thinking lucky I'm just buzzed up the river action. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas, Christmas in June. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> like your are you a PR Automotor Club, I think, or the International Rally yeah, anyway, International Rally, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a pretty a pretty big gig and it's obviously one that you really enjoy. I know before last year's event you kinda caught up with a lot of guys and you're asking them kinda questions off the, the top of your head. Um I'm nearly right. I'm right in saying that, yeah. Yep, just absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you seem you seem like a lad that was uh, really enjoying herself, and obviously you're possibly cutting your teeth in the podcast world. Well, doing that, that too. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it was. Yeah. The, 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 the like, seats <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it. But um, that's a that's quite a big role being PRO of what is now the biggest event in the country, like in terms of rallying. Yeah, um, like I'm so grateful for Eamon McGee and all the guys and girls involved in the international. It's you know. It's again. It's something I really enjoy doing. It's to me. It's something I enjoy doing. It's not work. Um, it's just you know, great buzz I get from it. it. Gives me a chance to meet the drivers, co-drivers, you know, and then also all the team involved behind it. You know, then we, uh, you know, I've seen you know other rallies and Donegal has done it in the past before. As you know, they put up a photo of twenty days to go. You know, another photo of fifteen days. To yeah. Go. And yeah, I, I just yeah. wanted to mix it up a wee bit. So this, I thought, you know, let let the the wider public see the personality behind these guys. You know, that's. Uh, you know, have a wee bit of a laugh with them, ask them stupid questions, throw them off guard. Uh, and, you know, the response I got from that too was very positive, you know. Um, yeah. The rally last year on the Friday was one of my mates, Mark Collins, standing on the other side of the road and I was shouting across to him. And there was a guy standing beside him and says, is that the guy from the the countdown page in Donegal? And Mark says, yeah, this, this guy over <laughs> from America. And he knew me laugh. And, you know, I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez, that that felt fierce excitement. Like uh, those countdown yeah. pictures were, they worked. It was definitely a, a great piece of kind of marketing on your behalf, and yeah. and obviously, the, you know, the video pieces uh, mm-hmm. with with the guys giving the answers to the questions. I found it hugely yeah. entertaining, and it was a very clever idea in spreading the word to the general public about who these guys really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, or I preferred the Apple or Mars bar or whatever you know. It was uh, in the amount of times I've heard that in the last year or two as well. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, hom- homologated or, yeah, or uh, uh, modified. whatever it was, uh-huh. one, modified, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and a couple of ones that no, it definitely, it definitely works. So obviously that's a, a kind of a labor of love, like, but there's a lot of work involved mm-hmm. in in the event in in kind of making it happen. And I know Eamon's very much at the the forefront of that, and uh, lots of other guys, I suppose. Oh, um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a it's not just a one man band. There's a lot no, of guys no. that make this work. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, from the outside in, and I've marshaled like, quite a few events up and down the country, just like it just seems like such a slick operation and I've never seen anything like it in any other event. And that's with all due respect to the others, you do get treated well, but Donegal just has, Donegal has it all as the fella yeah. said, but even in terms of, of actually looking after Marshalls and from that point of view, just the whole running of the event is so, so slick. Yeah. Uh, like Eamon and that whole team, they have it just, you know, they have it just going so well. And, you know, and like the crowd that attracts, it has to run well. It, it can't be, lumpy or bumpy it has to be smooth uh, because it's like it's phenomenal the amount of money that's bringing into the county every year is it's you know it's bonkers but you know it's an international event and it's uh, again it's probably not been recognized fully for for what it's doing you know like there's probably more people in Donegal over the weekend than there would be in Crook Park or whatever you know so it's again we're trying to get the word out there yeah they're getting the crowds but we're not getting the mainstream coverage at the event probably deserves. Why do you think that is, Kev? Hmm. It's something that's been kind of annoying me as I well. I don't know. I don't know. Um, is it, you know, that these dirty, smelly cars? Is it what? I don't know. Um, a few years ago, it was, you know, it was very popular and, you know, it was getting the mainstream media attention. But Of course, yeah. Is it, is it this need for instant news or whatever that they need the... You know, they need the result yesterday nearly before the event even started. I don't know. That's, um... Yeah, I find it very hard to believe. Now, mm-hmm. I did think for a while that maybe there was kind of like an association with, well, the lads that I would say that would be up there just acting the clown. Um, yeah, that could be some of that there too. Yeah, do you know, because I know going back through the years, there would have been hassle up and down at different events, but mm-hmm. these are the same guys that don't even go to a stage to look at the event. They're actually just up there. They're absolutely not the yep. mm-hmm. So I don't know, has that been anything to do with the the image of of the way it's portrayed or whatever but i don't know it's really annoying when you mm-hmm. consider what we have at our disposal in terms of world-class drivers yep. you know mm-hmm. um and i've said it several times on on the podcast and stuff but whatever has happened in the last 20 years in particular um you can notice it year on year or whatever it's just it's waned a little bit the support and the following hasn't i think in general because mm-hmm. the loyal guys will always stay by it yeah but it just seems that, that just, I don't know. I don't know. It's hugely frustrating. And I can't yeah. imagine how frustrating it is for competitors. Oh, absolutely. You know, you asked anybody, you know, to name a rally driver, you know, the, the man in the street as such, you know, they're going to say your Bertie Fishers, you know, maybe Billy Coleman's or whatever. You know, they're not going to be saying Josh Moffat or Sam Moffat or, you know, Callum Devine. They're, you know, the, the personalities are not in the your living room on a Thursday night, you know, via RPM or whatever. Yeah. Know. I suppose that because a lot of the coverage is now going online. And and like online, you can watch what you want to watch. You're not you're not getting yeah. a broader spectrum of things. You know, it's very. But my argument in. for that, my argument for that, having having worked in radio previously, is that means it should be more accessible to someone that's working in a newsroom because it's actually there in front of you. Mm. You don't even have to go work too hard for mm. it. You don't have to go ring the PRO or whatever. Um, and I will say Highland Radio get it so right oh, yeah, yeah. every every uh-huh. time Donegal mm-hmm. is on. And I was amazed mm-hmm. going back a few years ago when Donegal and Tyrone played in the Ulster final, possibly 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of those years. And obviously, final day the rally is on. 
and the balance on the coverage was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. They were able to get both. They recognised the importance of both, and they absolutely nailed it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose with the with the events up and down the country, for the most part, local stations will cover when it's in their area. But mm-hmm. outside of that, uh, from national point of view, it's just not there. And it's so accessible, Kev. It's mm-hmm. so accessible yeah. as far as you get there. And I would have actually mentioned it to people before. Uh, high up in, in certain places to try and get it put out there and um, make make it available readily to some of the local stations too. But not uh, so far. It doesn't seem to be. No, doesn't uh, seem to be the case. Yeah, they seem to be just focusing on the. You know, they're not don't only seem to spread out the news. It's very funneled, very focused. You know, it's all going out to people that's already converted. They're not trying to convert the 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 masses as such. I suppose maybe, and that's. Maybe in a small way, what I was trying to do with the, you know, the the question and answer thing was trying to show the personalities behind the the helmets as such, you know. And I think there's that that's maybe missing too, because like, you know, whenever I was growing up, you know, your Bertie Fisher's, Austin McHale's, these guys were like superstars. They were heroes, you know. And again, as I say, you seen them on the TV on a, a Thursday night or whatever, you know. Like, I don't feel that the drivers now are getting that. Kind of cult status exposure. You know, exposure, yeah, that's the proper word. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like really and truly, and I know Donegal did it a couple of years ago when he had a kind of a, a media day, I think, up in Scottstown with uh, Rally School Ireland, and you invited a journalist to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm really sure that was Donegal. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was that was really good. And I think uh, RT did a piece on that that's for right, a minute yeah. and a half, and mm-hmm. you could see the the, the how, how enjoyable it was for mm-hmm. for journalists and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, you got the one and a half minute piece but again i don't know i don't know it's just like the the simple fundamentals of your your sports bulletin on the tv you see most of the sports you'll hear about the golf and you'll hear about the rugby and the soccer but mm-hmm. you won't even get the, the couple of minutes about the result in the international event yeah. and mm-hmm. i'm sure it's not for the one to try you know we've got some good guys pushing it i know like john kenny's a big mm-hmm. rally man and yeah. always has been mm-hmm. um martin walsh writes his reports for the the national papers and, and things like that mm-hmm. but the other thing I would say, Kev, I don't think it's just exclusive to us because I think I it was Neil Weirden, I think I heard recently on uh, the Spring Podcast with the boys down there that yes. are doing uh-huh. fantastic stuff oh, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, Neil had... Uh, Trevor was on with him, actually. Trevor, I knew, I think, was on with Neil on that particular episode. Mm-hmm. And they were just saying about how, you know, Neil felt in that year when they were going so well that he didn't get enough credit from the British side of things and I was thinking Jesus I'd say if Neil was over here he'd be a lot more frustrated than, <laughs> than what he was if he thinks over there is bad yeah. you know uh-huh. that is um, very true yeah it's just uh, it's a, a weird situation that guys that spend like crazy money are not getting the recognition they deserve you know what do they get at the end of it a pat on the back and told you're a great lad you know so it's, it is hugely disappointing it really is you know yeah. like it's yeah, like, you know can you see the level of organisation that goes into this sport and you know the, the the level of commitment that these drivers and co-drivers and their teams and all come into this. You know, these guys yeah. are the the top guys are they're athletes. You know, the the, the fitness regimes yeah. and everyone else is there. You know, it's comparable. Oh, to they're the putting in the work yeah. as yeah. well as putting in the money. And uh, obviously, we Killian Duffy on. I want to give him a shout out as mm-hmm. well. And Killian and. Uh, Andy and Jesus, like I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of lads doing a lot of good work. Um, yeah. don't get me wrong, and I'm not having a pop down no, anyway. No, no. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, look, hopefully we we see some sort of a change with it because yeah. the guys really do deserve better. Mm-hmm. Um, Rally Insight is someone else I want to give a shout out to. I was talking to Adam Hall recent, uh, recently, recently, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. 
you know, he's been putting out some fantastic content. Yeah. And uh, I know you've been uh, working on something with Adam. Yeah, um, Adam, like, Adam's like, he's only 24, 25. And like, what he has done for Irish Rallying over the last couple of years has just been unbelievable. Um, it, me and him would always, throughout the last couple of years, there has been speaking back and forward. And he came up with this idea, I would say, probably August, September last year, he would like to do a magazine. And we kind of thrashed out and come up with the idea, maybe a year bit would be better, you know? Uh, like the, yeah, some phenomenal ideas. Now, I was only a small collaborator in this, but like, the ideas the guy had were just brilliant. For somebody so young to have them ideas and be prepared to not just have ideas, to actually go out and put the bones to it. And like, the book that he pulled together from September to uh, want to print then early December. And like, it was an absolute credit. Like I took such joy at seeing my photographs and my stories in that book for him to pull that together was just fantastic. And like week in, week out, he's he's producing content, he's chasing uh, drivers, co-drivers up, getting stories, um, and just pure love of the sport again, just driving them on to do this. It's brilliant to see for somebody so young to do such great work, I have to say. Yeah, well, look, uh, keep up the good work. Yeah. And well done to well done. There and, yeah, uh, and uh, the plan is, I think, to go with another yearbook this year. So I've, I've, already, I've already been talking, and he's already given me a few things I need to chase up. So I must get that, actually get out that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus, you're, you're, you're going to be busy, man. Um, so right, let's let's kind of move on to the the fresh and relevant in terms of this week. So you found yourself uh, on the road yesterday, capturing some photographs. Tell us all about it. Yeah, um, oh my motor club. Fair play to them, and followed from the lead, I suppose, from Mayo Motor Club last weekend. They held a rally sprint up in the quarry there, up in County Derry. Um, Cam, it's uh, Aidan Cadwell's the guy behind the quarry, he owns the quarry. And the, the guys behind the motor club just put on a great track. And no, it was drivers only, no co-drivers allowed with the whole restrictions. Very limited mm-hmm. access for no spectators and only very limited media access and things. Um, but with the whole COVID restrictions and things, to put on such a great show, you have to take your hat off the guys now, McGonagall and everybody there involved. Brilliant. Blessed with the weather. Beautiful day. Bit misty in the morning, but once the mist cleared off, the sun came out, and then the action started. And what a day's action it was. Like, these guys haven't driven their cars in anger now, I suppose now for five, six months. And I think they were just mad to get at it yesterday. Um, Great, great fun, great fun, you know, big slides, plenty of dust, uh, make my job easier enough when I'm trying to capture the option, action, you know, so um, yeah. at the end of the day then, Jason Mitchell, a guy young, well, maybe not youngest, but a guy that's only sort of started rallying past maybe, well, not you probably not even a year now at this stage, took the one overall, I think it's only second or third time on, on gravel, brilliant performance, uh, Fiesta R5, the car, Craig Breen won the championship in last year. And then yeah. David Condell, a, a battling second, he was going hard yesterday. He was doing his best to get that one, but just Jason was just that wee shade quicker. And then another young guy coming up through the ranks, um, uh, Bennett, I can't think of his first name now, off the top of my head, was third. And this is another young guy that's just going places too, like brilliant performance. And then yeah. the two wheel drive, Jordan Home, um, and a front wheel drive, Opal Adam, uh, we are two car. To beat, you know, the likes of yeah, Shane McGurr, Frank Kelly, all, you know, the, the established names. Brilliant. Uh, again, 
Jordan is early mid twenties at this stage. You know, the brilliant performance behind. Uh, but to me, the star of the show was um, Caldwell in the M three. His first ever rally. Um, it, yes, his father owns a quarry. Maybe he knew where he was going, but his first time in a rally car to set the pace that he was on yesterday was brilliant. Just great to see. Love the car control. Lovely style, yeah. Oh, lovely, yeah. lovely style, yeah. Nice, nice control slides and getting the power down and you know and committed, very, very committed. You know, if he decides he's, he's a drifter, but if he decides to take his attention away from the drifting and into the rallying, he has a, a bright future there. There's no doubt about it. You know, so. Definitely, definitely looked the part. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I want to talk to you kind of about David Condell with the with the Martu Fiesta, obviously, because oh, that's yeah. a, that's mm-hmm. an interesting one, and I know there's mm-hmm. just kind of talk here that. Uh, an R five could be in the pipeline for for <laughs> David, which would be which would be quite um interesting. That's obviously two weeks in a row. He's taken that from MPL, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Lachlan, that's right, Ryan Lockhart's crowd. Yeah, and like that would be an interesting one. Like it's hard to imagine David not in a Mar two Millington, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah, it surely would be. It surely would be tasty, wouldn't yeah, it? If it was to be like, a runner. Yeah, I spoke to David for a couple of minutes there yesterday morning, and he was like just. It was like Christmas, <laughs> the big smile on his face. He, for him, Loving I it. just, I, you know, it's just always a joy to speak to David. He's just, he just is one of them people that just has a great grow for the rally, and you know, and he just, he was up for the fight, and he just loved this car. Just, he seemed to, he, he said it was almost like a Mark II that you could drive it. You had to grab it by the scruff of the neck and throw it down the stage, and he was doing that yesterday. There's no doubt about it, you know. So yeah, I think yeah. it'll be an interesting move to see. Um, it showed yesterday it has the pace, you know, you know, so it'd be, yeah, I definitely would like to see him move into an R5, it would be good to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then our overseas competitors, uh, Latvia obviously was the venue, it was ERC, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the next round of that, and uh, look, not wonderful, I suppose, from an Irish point of view in terms of drivers, but Aaron Johnson, in fairness, as a navigator, has uh, retained that particular one in Lafayette by partner Oliver Solberg so back-to-back victories there that's that's serious going oh, that, that's a fantastic performance you know like um the first round there a few weeks ago in Italy like they finished third and Oliver's probably you know they said it was the first proper tarmac rally was superb and then yeah he won this rally last year that's the, the one that was on over this weekend but for him and Aaron to be setting the pace and controlling the rally like they had a few wee small technical issues and things but still, you know, there's still over 20 seconds um, in front of the finish up. Brilliant performance, brilliant performance. And uh, if you ever see the NCARs, the amount of information that Aaron gets out is just mind-blowing. Uh, just just how he can get it all out. And so, <laughs> I just cannot yeah. figure it out. It's just it's phenomenal the way he can go with it. And, uh, he's on the record, I think, uh, with Adam Hall for saying that like the notes just come so thick and fast with all of our Solberg. He's constantly on it. The level of detail there, you know, and for Solberg to take all that in as well and process it. As well. <laughs> but, you know, at what Solberg's 18, 19, this guy is going to the top. And, you know, if Aaron can go there with him, that'll be brilliant for the, the sport in this country, too. Yeah, obviously comes from serious pedigree. Pedigree oh, yeah. is uh, mm-hmm. his father, and that's, that's obviously going to help from yes. mm-hmm. a financial point of view as well. That oh, you yeah. know, obviously his contacts and he mm-hmm. has a bit of money to bring with it. But uh, yeah, the fact that Aaron is there with him is mm-hmm. is phenomenal, and oh, it's great yeah. for this country. Uh, absolutely, you know, things like that will maybe help raise the profile here too. You know, so all the things yeah. like that. Too, yeah. it, can all, it, can all, it can only help. Um, oh, possible, uh, po- you know, there's obviously 
kind of thought that maybe we'll see Oliver Solberg in WRC and not through this in future and mm-hmm. who knows it could be a, a team or two maybe yeah. making a comeback mm-hmm. there's, there's talk there's, there's talk there, there's rumours yeah so well fingers crossed that, that all comes together it would be f- fantastic to see like this guy has a, you know has the the way of way of wanting is that you know is it's easy for him so um, I, I have no doubt he'll make the step up to full blown WRC car whether it's what the car ever mentioned, well, said it was blue the last time it was here, I suppose. Um, That's right, yeah, and his yeah, father so. might have drove for uh-huh, once upon yes. a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, if you're not getting it by now, lads. Yeah. <laughs> All but mentioned in yeah. there. We, can, we, we, we can't give you another 555 clues, can we? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, we don't want solicitors after us either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so look that was that's the story mm. with, with Solberg and Johnson um you know Craig would have been probably a bit disappointed with how things ended up for him with the the MRF tires team I think fifth and it yeah. wasn't hard in the championship um but I'm sure he would have wanted a bit more and he would be disappointed with that yeah like the you know the, the, like this the, developing the tires I suppose so fifth maybe at the end of it all and they had a wee bit, I think they had a puncher today and maybe dropped a couple of places there too like there's no doubt about it Craig's a world Championship driver, you know, and to be doing what he's doing in this car is, you know, brilliant. You know, like the tires is probably he's probably driving beyond what the tires are capable of. So to be ninth third in the championship, you know, brilliant, brilliant. And hopefully now the next he's due now to get a run in the Hyundai World Team now. In the next isn't Estonia is coming up now in a couple of weeks. That's right. Yeah, he so, has the drive there. So, yeah, so hopefully. hopefully he gets a rub of the green. He's been very unlucky now the last couple of times he's been out and things. So. Fingers crossed yeah. for him. He, he deserves it. Another man who just can't get a run of luck at all is Callum Devine and, uh, and Brian yeah. Hoy. Uh-huh. Um, dis- disappointing again, and yeah. obviously, uh-huh. uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't finish the event. And uh, I know the car kind of come off, or whatever. But the, the guys are okay, we believe. So yeah, yeah, that's the main um, thing. But yeah, that's obviously the main yeah. thing. I like you know Callum and Brian are you know we've seen here in Ireland last year what they're capable of. There's no doubt these guys have the talent to you know compete there with the very best. But as you say, they're just not getting the look at the moment. So, yeah, uh, and uh, Cam McCourt was over there too. Yeah, Catherine and uh, had a new co-driver, new car, everything for this event, and was performing exceptionally well. He was running inside the top fifteen, I think, and setting you know top eleven, twelve times, and just something I think something broke in the car. I'm not one hundred percent sure, but bad luck. But you know, brilliant showing by him. You know, um, Irish Forestry champion. So. It shows that we have the, you know, the strength and depth here that, you know, our guys can come out there and compete with the best. And that's fantastic to see, you know. So. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the, the rest of the year, um, I know last week, obviously, we were chatting to, to Rory and unfortunately, Wexford is not happening. And it wasn't for the one to try and um, mm-hmm. expect to be talking to Gary Bradley fairly shortly on the on the podcast as well. We were, we were in contact there last week, but... Um, do you expect to see anything this year? I, mean, I suppose it's like kind of getting you to look into a crystal ball yeah. and expect to get the answer. It's it's, it's very. Yeah. Would you be in favour of of stuff going ahead? Ah, it's a tricky one. I just don't know. Um, like you know, as these rally, uh, Corey rally sprints and thing. Is it part of what we want to see? Probably not. You know, but is it better than nothing? Definitely. You know. So, mm-hmm. um, are we going to see rallies on the roads? It's going to be difficult. You know, especially. With the numbers rising again and one thing or another, you know, there's probably more chance of areas being put into lockdown and one thing or another. But you know, this virus is not going away. Um, we can't say come January twenty twenty one that 
everything's going to be wonderful and magic again that we could be able to go rallying. So, um, Clarity Historics, I would say, will do their best to get an event to run. Wexford also are talking about maybe trying to run something later in the year as well, you know. So, yeah. Um, you know, you had to take your hat off to them. You know, they were pushing away two day rally and had their stages picked, and I think they had them PR'd and all too. But it was just the, the not getting the the increasing numbers in with the gate government guidelines. It just was scuppered yeah. them at the finish up. So maybe later in the year, you know. But yeah, because like everything, mm-hmm. I suppose you know, it's a kind of a two hundred in an outdoor area. But mm-hmm. when you get a map and you see a bend, uh, more often than not you're thinking the very same as 90% of people mm-hmm. and they'll kind of converge on that particular part of the stage. So yeah. that's and where then, it gets kind of tricky. And then as well as that, you have your service area. It's like 200 people in the service area. You know, you yeah. the, the crew, two, uh, you know, two in the car. I think then that would, you know, that would, I think it was... That's 200. Said, yeah, and then I think they said like 200 outdoor would only allow something like a 40 car entry or something, you know, and that's, that's not feasible for any club to try and... Organizing no. event for that low numbers, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's just it's such a such a tough one, and mm-hmm. while we're all longing for it, uh, safety is obviously paramount. But yeah. mm-hmm. there did there did seem to be for the most part a little bit of um, some guys think possibly it should be happening. Some guys don't. You can probably see the merit in both arguments, but you gotta just be safe at all times, oh, and that's yeah. that's where it comes down to safety is paramount. Yeah, that may worry is that you know like, if there's a rally goes ahead somewhere and there's you know. There's an outbreak, and maybe it's not rally related, but getting the rally getting the blame for it, you know, like the the sports in enough trouble at the moment without um, getting its name dragged into something like that, you know. So that would be me. That would be me big concern there, I suppose. You know. So. Yeah, and that is uh, that is a big worry, no doubt. Look, we'll have to see, as the fella said. Oh, um, like here, you know, if there's a rally on somewhere tomorrow, I'll be the first one there. I think probably. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the thing because you, you just miss it, Jesus! Yeah, like uh-huh. you miss miss the action so much. Oh, but look, aside from that, um, over the next couple of weeks, have we kind of something to look forward to in terms of are, are there more runs in the pipeline or what's going on? Is that it for a while? Well, there, uh, yeah. Yesterday I was chatting to a few guys. Um, Oma possibly maybe might try and run another. Uh, sprint, you know, like quarry sprint again. Um, there's also chat at a couple of other clubs in Northern Ireland looking down the line at maybe trying to pull something together as well. But uh, at the moment, it's I think the paperwork's nominal, you know. Um, and we have to, we can't forget the guys organizing these events are volunteers, you know. And to give up your time, the guys doing this, that the quarry sprint yesterday, they were in the quarry all day last Sunday. They were there Thursday evening and then all day yesterday, or all day Friday, all day yesterday. And they were probably back there today clearing down the stage, you know. So, mm. you know, like for volunteers, it's harder and harder to get, you know, the people that's willing to put, in the, put their shoulder to the wheel and do that there. You know, it's not it's not everybody's doing that. We can all push the buttons on the keyboard when it comes to these things and give out a bit, not, you know, something that's been poorly organised or something wasn't right but you know to go out and do that that's that's you need to be stand up and be counted there you know yeah definitely so look here here's hoping um we are in a position where we can see something if not 
look, we'll we'll get over. There's far there's far bigger things um at play here. So oh, maybe next year mm-hmm. all going well. Uh mm-hmm. we might see we might see uh Donny But look, as as you said, you're gonna be busy anyway between rally insight and uh yeah. and the crunching gears. Keep them coming uh taking fast because obviously they've been very, very enjoyable. So look, uh well, thanks for coming on the Irish Rally Podcast, I should say. And um we will chat again soon, no doubt. No bother, Kevin. Really appreciate you taking the time to have the chat with me. It's been just been interesting now. Thank you very much.